don't exit it. But I want to tell you, of all the things in your background, I'm disappointed that none of them have anything to do with Mario. Or any level of Nintendo. Know why? Because we're back with another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I am Dan, the part-time Avenger. That is Mark, the resident Jedi. Hello there. So today, uh, we finally saw a Mario movie that I think was worth seeing. Um, After what we put you through in our last Mario-filled episode, the um, cult classic uh, 1990s John Leguizamo uh, uh, fueled Dennis Hopper, Bob Hoskins, Mario Brothers movie. Uh, Both of us took the time this past weekend and sat in a room with a bunch of people and saw the new and updated Illumination Super Mario Brothers movie. And I'm excited to talk about it. Dan, how do you feel? I'm good to talk about it. I love a little bit of nostalgia. And you know what? Without showing my hand, this movie had plenty of it. Did so I, did I show my hand? Are you saying that I did foreshadowing? I think so. Oh. I think so. But every good movie does some foreshadowing, apparently. Oh, it does. Every good after credit scene does some foreshadowing. Speaking of the after credits, let's talk about the pre-credits. Where did you see this movie? I actually... So I waited until almost the day before we were going to go to buy tickets because we took my two-year-old to this. Like his first movie, we had a backpack full of snacks and he was going to sit there and do his best, right? We did a couple dry runs and my wife was fully prepared to be like, listen, you can sit here, but if he wants to leave, I'm going to take him out and bring him back in and whatever. So my wife was a rock star and fully prepared and mommed up, right? The mom utility belt and backpack set up. And um, I thought we were going to get like a full empty theater for a 10 a.m. showing. And I go on to buy the tickets the day before. And the damn thing filled up with a summer camp. Mm. So I had last minute pickup on the aisle seats um, at the good old reliable Marcus in Orland Park. Yeah, well, I I had my entire family with me, too. Uh, I went on a Friday on opening weekend and. um, yeah, we were all set to go. The boys were excited. Uh, the day before, I was saying like, hey, you know what we're going to go see tomorrow? And my little one's like, Super Mario. And I'm like, yep, that's right, buddy. We're going to go see it. And um, packed theater. Packed theater. Uh, I had, I, I don't normally like to sit in like the first two rows, but the good thing about these seats now, at least the ones over by me, because of their... Uh, they have the easy lounge seats. Every good, every seat is good. Like you don't have to worry about being like cross-eyed when you're looking up at the movie theater screen, like back in the day, it's, you can sit wherever and it's pretty reasonable of a view. Some better than others, but pretty good. All across so you're the rocking the dream lounger. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nice. Always nice. do. Yeah. We, I, I prepped the little guy. We got him to say Mario bought him all of the the like toys that came out for the movie so he could identify characters like did our best to prep him for for because like do you expect a two-year-old to last the whole movie he did pretty good he did pretty good but we went uh to a 10 40 a.m the saturday before 
you might have been okay even if you go to like an evening show you might just like pass out you know like just start taking him to movies he'll be fine he he's he he made it about halfway before he got wiggly i wish i would have got there after the credits Mm. because after every credit he'd be like all done and try and leave and he'd be like (laughs) another one it was it was really cute he's adorable but funny yeah he's used to youtube where it's just like over bye yeah what about um so going into it so you had a lot of people did you have anyone cosplay or anything like that no it was an early show and uh when we got there most people were already there it was a bunch of families with younger kids like it was that crowd um but yeah no cosplay gotcha did you have cosplay did you go to like the the universal ones or where'd you get no, with- okay just across the street from for me but uh i was curious about it because on like instagram tiktok I- i've saw like a whole bunch of people like what movie are you gonna see and then they're all dressed up in you know like mario mario gear and uh one of them was really funny where it's like it's dressed up as the princess mario and like bowser yoshi or something like that and she's like three for john wick <laughs> so like that's pretty funny but uh yeah so packed pack theater it was a good time the boys were all set we had our popcorn we had our own little secret candy boxes that we packed before the movie theater because i didn't want to shell out another 20 bucks for popcorn and candy so yeah did good you time. get the special mario popcorn bucket nah no nah. did I they have them at your theater Marvel. Just for Marvel, I do that stuff. So there's that. I don't know if you know this, but they made like a metal tin, like a, I think AMC sells them. I don't know who does, but they made a metal tin, like question mark. Oh, really? That apparently were sold out in some theaters before the movie released. Like and they're that. flipping them on eBay for like 40 bucks. Jeez. I know that like they did that for some of the Marvel ones, they released them before the like the movie actually yeah. came out so makes sense nintendo man they uh Hot commodity made a lot of money off of this movie i uh, really hope they do and they do more movies yeah well i mean they're going to now i mean it has the biggest release uh in the u.s for um i think this year for like a for that type of movie i think but well it's I only could be April. wrong it's nintendo We'll it's only April though. Yeah. yeah. But still, for the year. Took out Marvel, took out Ant-Man. So I mean, Ant-Man relatively small. Ah. ah. So is Mario. So is Mario. Not after but, mushrooms. Oh. Uh let's go into like the expectations uh with the movie. So as you're watching the previews, anything going on, any preconceived notions as you're thinking about Nintendo and its potential fatal movie? that might be so, watching as a lifelong nintendo connoisseur i have probably taken in every form of especially like when it was really hot in my youth right all of the cartoons all the way back to the captain lou albano super mario brothers super show i don't know if you remember that of course but they used the theme song to it in this which was they did awesome but I was I was going in expecting, like, just I was ready for it to be bad. 
because I don't remember any stuff Nintendo produced being good. <laughs> like, I'm all for Easter eggs and enjoying, but I saw the cast list and it, like Chris Pratt, I was one of those people like, fucking really? I shouldn't cuss. This is like a kid's a kid's movie one. But I was just like, really? Do we have to do we have to Chris Pratt this? And and Charlie Day. Uh right. I was like, John Lozamo is still alive. Let's go. He's boycotting this movie. Well, Did yeah, you, hear about you that? know why he's boycotting it? Representation. That's it. That's it. Which they did kind of as I'm looking down this list, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a white across it's, the board. It's but a, it's a very pale film. <laughs> ah, yeah. They've got they've got some soul in there though, too. I mean, just because they got Keegan Michael Key. And you've got Kevin Michael Richardson. He's in there as well. For five seconds. Doesn't he has matter. 10 lines. He's still there. He's still there. Oh. I, I agree with John Leguizamo, especially when it comes to Seth Rogen. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that was one thing I wasn't super keen on was him as Donkey Kong. Yeah. I would have loved it if freaking Vin Diesel was Donkey Kong. That would just been hilarious to me. And yeah, you needed like a healthy. big beefy dude. Yeah. To be Donkey Kong. Also, Frankie like Kong a- needed to be somebody other than Fred Armisen. That was, I, you know what? I was actually okay with Fred Armisen because he just plays like a good, cranky dude. I so needed, okay but but that. there's so many more people you could have got. Like there's rattled there, off. I I'm just like, ugh, so many so them. many cranky old actors. That uh, you could have got. Ed but Ed overall, Asner still alive? Probably not. What? Ed Asner. I mean, yeah. I mean, so many of them that I would have picked are probably dead, right? Like, like uh, Walter Matthau's dead. Um, I feel like Kevin Pollack could have done a good voice job with it, though. Like, as an old angry guy. Oh, I feel like you could have got. I mean, what better place to pull in um, any voice talent whatsoever? That's not a big name. Um, I mean, dude, they could have gotten. And I use most famous alumni to do a better job than Fred Armisen did. Dan Castellaneta. That's right. I mean, you got to agree that they could have done, they could have done better. I mean, bring in Hank his area, let him do his thing. And you got an old cranky Kong. I guess. And I, Hank his area. I do like, uh, but I'm fine with everyone on that list with the exception of Seth Rogen and even Seth Rogen. He did an okay job as Donkey Kong. He was fine. It's just, I would have enjoyed someone different. I'm not a huge Seth Rogen fan. I mean, so if you think about Cranky Kong, you think about old actors. I mean, think about actors in their eighties, right? Harrison Ford, Morgan Freeman, Al Pacino, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Anthony Hopkins. Jack Nicholson. You could have done so much better. They would not have done this movie. Christopher you know who they could have gotten, though? Who will do anything for the money? Christopher Lloyd. Eh. Uh, Robert De Niro. 
he would have been a good cranky Kong. <laughs> Christopher Walken. He's busy with TV, man. De Niro will do any movie. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah. Could you get a would so what if they would have went Australian with the the Kongs and pulled Paul Hogan out of mothballs for Cranky he's Kong? Dying or dead. Is he? He's not in good shape. Oh. Well, he was born in 1939. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Robert Redford. I mean, I love Chris me some Crocodile Dundee, but he's not he's not in good shape right now. That's sad. We'll have yeah. to do we'll we'll we'll, we'll cue up the uh, the Crocodile Dundee reviews. Um, but so that, that would have been that was even that would to me was worse. The two the 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 Cranky and Donkey Kong worse castings than 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 chris pratt who didn't get all chris pratty in the role and i was okay with him especially when they didn't decide to do the very stereotypical italian mario which worked very well what i was happy about yeah i liked how they did that at the beginning of the movie where everyone was just like giving him shit for the accents and everything it's like oh okay so that's it's funny it's funny that they do that and it makes sense as to why they cast Chris Pratt and you know all the outrage I thought was like oh I feel better about this casting I'm good to go well, I have no problems and I don't know if you read this but they also did all of the fans solid by getting uh the actual traditional voice actor for Mario he did the dad and the uh the guy that was dressed like the OG Mario character who did the woo and yeah. stuff like that but they got the guy and gave him a good amount of speaking lines in the movie yeah and that's uh, i read that there was uh, a bunch of people like campaigning for him after chris pratt got the role like no it should be him because as a voice actor he's been doing voice acting forever and he deserves that type of role and i get it i understand where they're coming from but that voice actor is not going to pull butts into seats. There are people out there that probably just thought, oh, cool, Chris Pratt, Mario. They've, they've never even heard of like Super Mario. Or if they did, they were like not fans. I was like, oh, I'll go see Chris Pratt. Mm. I don't know anybody who doesn't know who Mario is. Because you're a Nintendo fan. That's why. There's a lot of people out there. I'm not saying that they aren't living under a rock, but yeah, it's out there. Thanks for giving me that. Yeah. Favorite casting of the entire cast? Did you have anybody that you were just like, this is perfect? There's only one that I thought was the best, and that was Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she cannot miss. She has been in so many good roles in the past five years. She is just on the spot, on fire, great voice acting, great presence. Her, her tone of her voice is regal and just Princess Peach. That's what I thought. And you know who it reminded me of? Is it actually, and my wife, it reminded me of Sarah Michelle Geller. They have a very similar tone of voice. And uh, yeah, but I thought she was great. She was fantastic. She was, you know, playful in the role, but serious in the role too, to, to be a princess. I just love Jack Black that was good too that was good i was i was also like how is that gonna work and it just worked 
the whole movie, every scene, every song, which we'll get to, it was just there. Yeah. I that's the obvious pick, I think, is Jack Black because he's kind of the the st- scene stealer, right? But if you were to close your eyes and listen to the people, oh yeah, I, I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah, you're talking about Pitch Perfect. I'm talking about the tenacious domination of Jack Black. <laughs> this was a role that he, I bet he just enjoyed so much because he could be like a silly mofo and just sing his heart out and I, just be goofy i don't know how many interviews you saw but he cosplayed every interview and the oh, suit he? he got for the premiere had like the bowser spikes on it like jack black owned this much yeah. he he seemed to enjoy this role much more than his cameo on the mandalorian spoilers I thought that cameo was fine. A lot of people are giving shit for that, but I'm okay with it. It was the curly mustache and the mustaches that got me. <laughs> I think, you know, I don't think they had a problem with Jack Black. I think they had a problem with Lizzo. Oh, which, spoiler alert. No comment. No comment. They're in The Mandalorian. So maybe one day we'll we'll cover that because we're almost we're almost to the end of that season, but maybe. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I was fine with casting. Uh, I think the one thing that I was really happy about. So I saw Sebastian Maniscalco was in the cast and he was Spike, um, the former boss. But I was so happy that he just wasn't in like a lead role as, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's coming out with a movie that he is playing himself as Sebastian Maniscalco. And it's just flat out Italian you know, stereotypical type of comedy, which that's what he's known for, which is great. But I'm just glad that that wasn't the case in this movie. Do you, did you get the Spike reference? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What, what is the so reference? It's a super, super deep Nintendo reference that technically the first, like, like there was the Mario Brothers arcade game. And then there was a game called Wrecking Crew that had a very similarly designed character. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a game. That's reference. just, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't know, didn't know you had that deep cut action. No, I just, I mean, I didn't like, I knew of the game. I didn't, I don't know. I guess I, I just wasn't like, Oh, okay. But yeah, there was so like, many I'm- good Easter eggs in this movie keep in mind too so for me with nintendo i i didn't have that many games i typically would do the whole borrow and i did i didn't have games that i could swap for really it was just kids that were nice enough to let me borrow the game and then i would return it after the fact so you got the old ones here daniel borrow this one yeah, it, it was. I, I never really had new games per se, but um, I, I occasionally I, I had enough to keep me occupied if there was nothing else to do. What was your What was your personal collection looking like? Oh, all right. So you, obviously Super Mario Brothers, OG Kung Fu. Yeah, the first Kung, one, Kung Fu is amazing. That that music just rings in your head. Kicking, you know, like little people, 
screen and people throwing knives at you. Uh, Bubble Bobble was another one. Uh, there's a Classic. basketball game called Hoops that I played. Uh, the Guardian Legend. If you've ever heard of the Guardian Legend, <laughs> sweet game. Sweet game. Awesome soundtrack to the Guardian yeah, Legend. One of the best NES soundtracks. And uh, Astonix was another one that I had. It was a pretty cool, like, side scroller Mm -hmm. type of Greek mythology type of thing. Adventures of Bayou Billy. Uh, Ah, Bayou Billy. That game was so hard. So hard. You know what the hardest game was, though? The original, like, uh, uh, Metal Gear. I never played it. Similar graphics to Bayou Billy. Couldn't get past the first level. <laughs> it was, um, I didn't like the strategy. I liked action. I, I wanted the action. So any type of RPG or tactical type of game, not mine, not my, my type. That's why you like the Guardian Legend. Guardian Legend was cool, but I will say for all the Nintendo nerds out there, did you know the code to just do the aerial scenes? Not off the top of my head. Oh my god, yes. TGL. Instead of doing like the side scroller, like different map stuff, yeah. Everything was in your in your ship. And so you would just as you beat a level, you would get the the guns and the weapons and upgrade that way. So you could play the whole game without having to do the side scrolling tedious stuff. All the action in the ship, pretty cool. That was the best part of that game. Yeah. Yeah. But what about you? What about for, for your Nintendo stuff? Oh dude, I had uh I had a, a fairly reputable collection that sadly I I ended up uh, parting out and now am, you know, like slowly re-snagging everything now and then. But like oh, the OG yeah. Nintendo game, shout out Mario 2, best Mario on regular Nintendo. Yeah, that's my Mostly, favorite game, but I never owned it. Well, dude, you know that that was not originally designed as a Mario game. Yeah. The US release, at least. Um, so Mario 2 um like all all the marios but mostly mario 2 um maniac mansion don't know if you heard of it it's a lucas uh lucas arts game uh they made like a really weird tv show uh uh it was it was super great um they made like a follow-up game it's called like uh the day of the tentacle or something like that but yeah maniac mansion was a cool rpg where you had to like it was like the click and grab this find this that's why I never played this because it was an RPG. Yeah, it was an originally like a PC game. So it was a sweet game. It was a nice port. Um, I remember Kung Fu, uh, that game, a lot of hours there. Like track and field too. I had the power pad. That which was, was fun. Which was definitely an interesting thing. Um, but I just so many OG Nintendo games. Punch Out. Mike Tyson's Punch Out was yes. a one. Like remembering how to attack all of those different people is is just it's like useless information the og ninja turtles game the first one so hard so so hard like just getting past the water level yeah was like an accomplishment konami code be damned because it didn't matter did you ever want contra when speaking of konami code i was not a big Contra. contra fan I'm not I a big sc- side scroller guy. I'm more of a like RPG person. The uh, original okay. Zelda, like so hard. But they gave you the map that you just never used as a kid because you didn't put two and two together when you were like 
eight. So yeah, we talked a lot about like our Nintendo collections. Let's talk about the Nintendo-ish stuff of this movie. So like we talked about the the first Super Mario Brothers where, you know, I, I made the the joke about like, yep, the first five minutes is the only time you get the Super Mario Brothers theme. Yeah. And that's the best five minutes of the movie because that's all that you get that resembles Super Mario. Yeah. From beginning to end, this was just chock full of Nintendo, Mario, nostalgia, music, everything. I mean, they referenced... I was just thinking of like games they referenced. The the pizza place was the punch out cafe or whatever. On the wall was all the the pictures of old games. There's a Donkey Kong uh arcade game. When you went into Mario's bedroom, like he had a an NES and he was playing Clue Clue Land. Like there was just so many, just so many Nintendo references. And then they go super deep cut just into Mario references. And I couldn't think of a Mario game they didn't reference. Maybe like Sunshine. But I don't know. That was a GameCube game. Yeah, but- there was a lot. I mean, I'm not a huge Nintendo fan, uh, but I have played my fair share and I'm aware of the different Nintendo games. But I thought it was really cool that they even had like the whole Luigi's Mansion yeah. game and the reference and everything. I was like, holy shit, they must not be banking for a sequel because they are putting everything into this particular game, or I'm sorry, this particular movie. But they didn't close the door on any of those secondary Mario properties. But they did so many things, right? Like, so they hit, like, they got all the the normal characters. They used the normal power-ups. They used suits or or power-ups from so many different mario games right like uh, mario 3d world they used mario 3 stuff like they used everything and then they did um i loved the fact that they used again the 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 rap song from super mario brothers super show definitely just was was i thought that was just for the commercial and they put the commercial or the pre into the into the movie and it was great but them grabbing all of those references was so awesome into all the different Mario games. You mentioned Luigi's Mansion. They had the little blue, like uh, uh, really weird flame character, which was from Super Mario Galaxy. They did Mario in like the real world, which was um, from Super Mario Odyssey. Something like that happened. They used the the way they used the different Koopas and like different characters was great. The ones that died and came back, you're like, oh, I totally remember that. Did they do a Dr. Mario reference in this? Um, I don't remember if they did. I don't think so. Well, there we go. They got some for the sequel. I mean, they have Mario. They have something else for the sequel, too. Certain dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. True. But the plot even through all of the references was so simple and straightforward (laughs) that it just kind of worked for me. I was worried that they were going to get too Easter eggy and not take you on a journey. And the way they split up Mario and Luigi got them to do 
a few different things. The only plot hole for me was why were the the Kongs the only ones to have carts? Yeah, right. It was interesting. That made no sense. But I loved the select your own cart like in the game and all the variations and stuff like that all worked for me. But the whole why and the Rainbow Road reference was like so many drunken nights of <laughs> of of DUI cart. Like DUI oh. cart. I remember some of those college days where I would just pop in a racer and just be like, you know, I'm drunk. I was like, look, I can drunk drive. That's fine. It's fine. Oh, but dude, we used to do that. four player straight up uh, uh, N64 uh, uh, Mario Kart back in college. You, you were the last person. You had to take a shot every race. If you lost the whole time, you had to hand off your controller. Oh, it was awesome. That is Solid fun. DUI cart. Uh-huh. Every time you fell off the, the, the road, you had to drink your drink until they dropped you back. Rainbow oh. Road was amazing in that game. I was okay with the plot. Um, I wasn't expecting much out of the plot, to be honest. I actually thought, like, uh-oh, this movie's going to be kind of weird because this is supposed to be Super Mario Brothers, and you separate those two. And so I thought, like, oh, my God, Mario's going to save Luigi, and Luigi's not going to do anything. He's just going to be, like, this useless kid that, you know, that's all that he does. Kind of Luigi's then, move. Yeah. Well, debatable. I mean, I like Luigi and Mario too, so that's why I'm kind of partial to his little. I, you know, what I would have loved to see, and I didn't see it, is his little delayed flutter kick as he jumps. You know, that they got the they got the floating princess in. That was such a great. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I will say so. I'm enjoying this way more than the 1993 Mario. The music, I mean, there's just Mario music all throughout which is fantastic well there's so many versions of it and i think they touched them all man they did they didn't do mario 2 though they did not do mario 2 i don't remember hearing mario 2 maybe i don't know i'd have to watch it again something that i i did really enjoy and that is probably one of the best utilizations of uh holding out for a hero was that the name of the song the bonnie tyler song yeah 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 and uh gosh i mean it was good in shazam the second shazam but it's even better on this to where it's like just fun playful nintendo and and really you put that song into any action montage it's fucking gold so bonnie tyler i salute you i i've got to say that the thing that shocked me the most about this movie and made me by far the happiest was them utilizing Jack Black as a musical artist. Yeah. When he's sitting there and he's like, come talk to me. And he just starts going, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And did you know that the, the song he sings in this movie is 100% Oscar eligible that's hilarious. It should be. Uh, it needs so a nomination. I am starting the petition now that the Peaches song needs an Oscar nom. 
my kids were just laughing so hard throughout the movie. We all there's that moment where it's just like a, a good family moment during a movie where you all look at each other either in surprise, shock, but this is just hilarious when everyone's just laughing and smiling at each other. It's like, ah, this is what a family movie's about. When you got Jack Black singing about ass, <laughs> essentially. I- <laughs> my wife leaned over to me and was like i can't believe how much i like this because she's not a huge like jack black fan in general in movies like yeah not a fan of jack black and i looked at her and said man this is gonna really change the way i feel about fuck her gently (laughs) oh man i forgot about that song so good i I wasn't a big fan of like tenacious d oh i love me some tenacious d one of the few like one of the few groups that I really enjoy that I've never seen in concert, Tenacious D and Weird Al. They've got they've got talent. They have like just genuine talent. I just didn't get it because I was like, are these guys serious? Are they trying to be like rock stars? But it's just so goofy. And so it just wasn't my bag. But as I got as I got older, I did enjoy it. And yes, uh Effort gently was one of my one of my favorites. Oh, that's that is one hundred percent a song that I'll put in at any piano bar, and 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 request at any like open mic night to see if somebody will play it. I got an Irish band on St. Patrick's Day to play it one year. Nice. Um, but yeah, that that is that is by far one of my favorite. That is. Probably my second favorite song to request of a live band other than Freebird. That guy is so talented and he's so funny. But the the thing that I really like about Jack Black, even though I'm not like the hugest fan, is that he doesn't know how to not give his all. So if he's in something, you're going to get Jack Black and you're going to get his full effort, whether you like him or not. And, and that's what I like about it. You know, you got that passion. Good you've got the commitment for it and i think that that jack blackness though he does give the same effort and energy in every role i think translates enough to where he's not playing the same character he's playing a different character but as jack black yeah if that makes any sense yeah it does and and the funny thing with this movie is that my son who's a big fan of goosebumps uh, when Bowser, when Jack Black was talking on the screen, he's like, he sounds like R.L. Stein from Goosebumps. I was like, oh yeah, because that's that's him, buddy. That's so it, it's funny to to hear his observant opinions about stuff and his his observation on on what's going down with everything. So like the the Peaches song was fantastic and it was a good family moment. And everyone in the theater, I think we laughed. My family laughed the the hardest at that, but. Uh, good time good time so far yeah that that is a soundtrack that if they release it in the like i couldn't find it on spotify because there's so many like random mario playlists but like just that music i was just like oh joy the whole movie yeah it was good it was good and they had the different variations of the mario tunes so it wasn't just you know like flat out here's the tune enjoy it you you better like it no they they had nice orchestral variations of everything and 
Uh, I think, believe it's Brian Tyler who did the music uh, for this. And he's done a bunch of stuff too, like the Fast and Furious movies, Avengers Age of Ultron. He's, he's done a lot of musical scoring for, for a lot of movies. So uh, kudos to him. Like he, of course, he had a lot of Nintendo source material to sample from, but uh, I think he did it expertly. And the kid in me, the the nineteen eighties Nintendo playing kid, is having fun and enjoying that little nostalgia trip. I mean, such so much to choose from, but done so well. Like you can't, you can't, you can't complain about it. It was just so like the whole movie. I'm just thinking. If Dan complains about the music in this movie, I don't know what to fucking do. It's the perfect, perfect thing for the music, especially after Alan Silvestri took a big shit on 93 Mario. Like, that was good music. It just, the movie sucked. So when the movie sucks, the music can't elevate it. So you can't elevate shit from the toilet. It's still shit. So Alan Silvestri, you got a raw deal, but Brian Tyler, kudos to you. You not only had fun with that music, but you probably made a lot of grown men and grown women happy who used to play Nintendo and or maybe still play Nintendo and enjoy those Mario games. Yeah, no, it was uh it was good times. It's such good times. Um so it sounded like you picked up a bunch on the Easter eggs during the movie and it really did tickle your nostalgia bone, if you will. Um, did you stay for the two after credit scenes? I stayed for one. <laughs> because after the Jack Black Peaches song, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I can go home. Uh, I did end up seeing the, the second end credit scene with the, uh, the Yoshi egg. But I was fine not waiting around another three minutes, four minutes to to watch that. Yeah, I definitely got my son to wait around for for that little smidgen, but well, the, impressive. The, yeah, it was. We walked close to the door and we're hovering. It wasn't let, an in seat situation. <laughs> let me ask you this: out of all the times that you go to the movies, and do you look to see if there is an end credit scene before? you go to the movie theater or does the movie end and then you go to your phone and try like, does super Mario have an end credit scene? So I looked this one up beforehand, but there are some like ghostbusters where I was like, this has to have more. Like so you just have a feeling there's certain movies. You're just like, this doesn't have an end credit scene, like top gun. You're just like, yeah, I'm good. But like most of the movies we see in the theater are Marvel. So, you know, it's coming. So you wait. Yeah. Um I don't remember the last other than Top Gun, right? I I'm I'm struggling to think of the last non-Marvel movie I went to the theater for. Mm. I mean, I even waited for the end credits for John Wick because I knew for John Wick 4, I knew that something's something's going to happen here and sure as shit it did. I'm glad I stuck around. It's is it crazy to think that something that never happened before, like the Iron Man under Iron Man? It didn't happen before Iron Man. And sure I didn't even some... see him in the first there... Iron Man because I left. 
<laughs> there were some movies that had like post credit scenes, but like nothing ever came of it. You know, I yeah. mean, like Ferris Bueller after credit. That's true. That's true. But yeah, not too many of them. I mean, now it's like it's it's enough for people to Google and create sites. Does John Wick Four have yeah. an end credit scene? Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. So it's it's pretty popular now, and it's expected. Um, I'm actually kind of bummed when I don't see. Still there? Hello, hello. You there you are now. I can hear you. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. It's all right. Let's put a bow on it while we can. Um. So yeah, I, I get you on the on the on the uh, the after credit scene, and and luckily this one gave you a few, and even gave us the idea. That even though they had Yoshi's in the movie during the great Mario Kart montage, um, they still showed Yoshi in the real world, which is something that happened in the first Mario movie too. But I've got a feeling if they release this one, it'll be much better. I'm curious. Do you have any predictions for the next one? No. (laughs) Done. None. Because... I mean, they did so much stuff from the games yeah. in this movie. Now, granted, I haven't played all the games. I probably haven't even scratched the surface of because when you were listing off those games like Super Mario Galaxy, Super mm-hmm. Mario Universe, whatever the fuck you're talking about, yeah, like, yeah. I've never played any of those. Um, you probably could have made up a name and I would have been like, oh, there's Mario about that. But it is so heavy with what they've done in this movie. Not to say they can't top it. I just don't know what they can do because I'm my Mario knowledge is so limited. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, if anything, it wouldn't hit that same nostalgia funny bone. And I would just be like, okay, that was an okay movie, but there's so many different references that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. I mean, they did blend the plot a lot like the Bowser marrying Peach plot was from the newest Mario on Switch. Mm. So, Mario Odyssey. So, I, I think that there's... There's... There's other big bads in different Mario movies, right? Like, Koopa wasn't always the bad guy, but he kind of was in most cases, right? They could bring out his kids and play that back. You know, like the uh, do the plot of Super Mario World, like the the SNES game, but I think you go if if I were to guess, I think you go straight into Wario and Waluigi, and yeah. you have that as like the the head to head, or you do like a flat out Mario Kart Grand Prix, and just like everything revolves around them racing. Or like, you do a Donkey Kong movie. Because they had Diddy Kong. Like, those Donkey Kong Country games are pretty, they pretty are intense from a story perspective. They're fun, yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. I but, As much as I want them to, and I don't think they will, I'm all on the Legend of Zelda bandwagon. Definitely my favorite Nintendo franchise. Like, let's go do a Zelda movie. They've been talking about it forever. 
they've been talking about it as a TV series, but I think that Zelda has done almost too much of its own world building to pull off a movie that'll be solid. Do you want, if you were to make that happen, do you want it as a live action or animated? I want somebody good to do it. I'm less, I'm less concerned about how they do it and just want them to do a good job. If that makes sense. Like everybody's like Castlevania animated was great on Netflix. It was amazing. And then they did the Witcher in person and it was just as amazing. Was the Witcher a video game? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I thought and it was a book. It was like, no, it was like three Witcher games hmm. um, beforehand. So yeah, it was based on a game. Um, okay. So, I mean, they've done a lot. They could do a lot there, right? Um, it's not as, as easy to say as like a Red Dead Redemption, which I'm like, you do that as an in-person or a Fallout. You do that as live. Like Zelda has cartoony games and like games like Breath of the Wild, which could very easily be done as, you know, scale of a Marvel movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just want I want it to be good, as opposed to caring about the format of it. But I do okay. think that many of the other and I wouldn't. I don't know if it is as cartoony and fun as Illumination would make it. You know what I mean. I, I wanted to talk about this because and, and I was sitting in the movie theater really just studying the whole frame by frame film. And I was like, I was so impressed with the animation because there are times where it just looks like it is a couple of animated characters in the real world. The attention to detail in some of the sewer scenes and even even during like the the mushroom kingdom it just looked so damn real the only time i ever thought that holy shit for an animated movie this looks like real life is toy story uh three and four four was really good it looked like it was in the real world and there just happened to be some toys walking around and um yeah i was super impressed so illumination like geez they are stepping it up I mean, yeah, the Minions movies, they, I, I don't think of them having like cinematic, really a good attention to detail. This one was freaking spot on. It was good. I mean, the Minions movies are all amazing, right? And then Sing did a lot with textures. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. Like this, the, the, the movie had the level of detail that, that, gave respect to to the mario stuff that you see i mean even to the point where when you're going through the castle you see all of the paintings from mario 64 like so fun so fun and and they really did do uh, i thought uh, a much better job than i thought they would i thought it would be more cartoony yeah I, i mean that's all i expected was just cartoon i didn't expect attention to detail in the blades of grass and the, the sky and stuff like that that was pretty impressive for for someone who uh, i wholeheartedly admit that i am not like a huge animation fan i'm not that very much into kid movies but 
I can definitely respect the the time that they put into the animation and the uh, the background, the foregrounds, the art of this movie. But while we're talking about this movie, I think there's really only one more question to ask about everything. Mark, can you do this all day? So while I did enjoy this movie, there were some levels of disappointment for me. There are two things that stuck out as being disappointing. One, that the star was just a regular star. Like, that was lame. It needed to be like a Mario Party star. What are you doing? And their use of the same song from Guardians of the Galaxy, Mr. Blue mm. Sky. Yeah. I was like, no, not, not the best use of this. This reminds me that Chris Pratt's in this movie. But even with those two levels of disappointment, this will be a first day on streaming purchase. So I can and will do this movie all day. I plan to make this one of my son's favorite movies because that's what you do as a parent with the things that you find nostalgic. You force your kids to like them. Yes. You force your will on your kids. That's it. No buddy. ifs, ands, or buts. That's it. He's going to sing that Peaches song all day long. Speaking of that Peaches song and singing it, Dan, is that going to be something that you're you're adding to your playlist? Can you do this movie all day and can you sing the Peaches song? So I will say that I went into this movie not with no expectations, but I already thought, well, hey, this has to be better than Super Mario 1993 because that movie was straight up ass. It's called classic. It is number no. two in overall sales on Amazon right now with Mario being number one. Well, that's a shame. But I will say that uh, there were some points in this movie that I was a little bit hesitant about where they were going with the plot. Now, I would then stop myself and think like am i really concerned about the plot of this movie no i'm really not but the movie lover in me is trying to point out some things to where it's like it's okay i don't want it to be like a prerequisite for an animated movie that like don't worry about the plot just enjoy the animation enjoy the humor enjoy the fun have a good ride uh i don't want to have that type of mentality going into a movie. I want to make sure there's substance. There's good quality characters in there. The voice actors are believable because there are some shitty voice actors. I mean, go watch Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. There's some pretty horseshit voice acting from the real people that are in the live action movies. It just doesn't blend in for this for voice acting for them. But this movie was pretty solid. And I was surprised at how much fun I had. I, I enjoyed the, the music, uh, both the Mario scores and the popular music that was used. And God, Jack Black was fucking hilarious. But Anya Taylor-Joy, definitely the superstar of that movie. Um, she can go ahead and voice Peach for the rest of uh, Nintendo's movie life I mean, as far as I'm concerned, but um, Chris Pratt, he did fine. 
did fine. I didn't dislike him. It was okay. Um, actually, no, not just okay. I thought it was good. It was good. I thought they tackled it very well. Uh, Charlie Day, once again, you know, he was Charlie Day. But I will say I'm not 100% dead set on saying this movie's great. It's a good time. But I will say it's a good enough time to tickle the nostalgia funny bone, have some good quality voice acting. Just a good time overall with the animation, the good story overall. And so, yeah, I could do this all day. That's a that's a first that I think we both liked a new movie that much. We are children of the Nintendo era. We are. We are. We're the we're the target audience for this. Uh, And they hope that we force our children to like it. So I'm just buying in wholeheartedly. Here's the real question. How many Oscars does this movie bring home? (laughs) If, if it does get a nomination for the peaches song, I hope it's just that one. I hope it's just one. It's already going to win best animated feature. That's happening. That's over. You think so? Oh, what else is going to beat it? Uh, Pixar with the fire in the water. No. No. Like, what other animated movies are coming out this year? Oh. Does Avatar count? Should. I mean, it is, right? It's like 100% animated. (laughs) Like, okay, maybe not 100, but 95, I would say. 95%. Um, I'm trying to think of what's... So when I look at what's coming out this movie, or this year that could be animated, Right, and it's just a quick Google. Avatar did come up on the list. Um, Little Mermaid, but that's the live-action version. We're fine. Elemental, which will probably get a nom. There's a new Trolls movie. I saw the preview during the next one, or during the movie. Um, Wish, which is another, I think, Pixar-ish movie. Pixar has to step its game up because Illumination was fucking rocking it in this movie. Dude, they were. They were. There's a Ninja Turtles movie that's going to be animated, I believe. And then Spider-Verse. Oh, Spider-Verse. But the last Spider-Verse got the win, so I think Mario takes this one. I'm wondering if they might give it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's basically taking a page out of Spider-Verse's book making kind of a gritty looking animation style i think that i I don't know i i'm hoping for two but i'm gonna say at least one either best animated or best song because what what's gonna win little mermaid again like come on but part of your world they changed the the lyrics yeah well it's uh what was it they, they were talking about they were changing the lyrics in the little mermaid for the kiss the girl yeah consensual yeah for consent i was like wow oh man they really fucked us over man we're we the the whole i respect consent in a big bad way they didn't (laughs) i was not taught that by the cartoons of my time peppy the pew didn't get consent back in the 90s you just did it i forget i forget what show it was or what movie it's like Peppa takes it (laughs) i think that was chris rock actually Uh, well we got two people that say that they can do this movie all day um this has been a fun episode and and we hope you 
enjoy a little bit of nostalgia and go see this movie and you probably have if you've listened to us for this long but uh tune in next time for our next episode but until then i'm dan the part-time avenger that's mark the resident jedi like subscribe tell us what your favorite mario game is and if you think that this movie was terrible keep that shit to yourself because you're wrong we'll see you next time everyone